Hey everyone, welcome back to Earth to Brit for episode 10. That's where we're at right now, 10. Unbelievable, so exciting. So to celebrate that, I thought it'd be really fun to read this um, funny Amazon review uh, <laughs> that somebody left for Haribo gummy bears. So those are just, it's got a big pack of gummy bears. It's actually, I believe, believe a five pound bag. Okay, so this person left a one-star review and titled it, Just Don't, Unless It's a Gift for Someone You Hate. Oh man, words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse, in quotes. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I would rate these a five. So good. Soft, true to taste, fruit flavors like the sugar variety. I was a happy camper. But, or should I say but, B-U-T-T, not long after eating about 20 of these, all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and that was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. Then came the uh, flatulence. Heavens to Murgatroyd, the sounds, like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. The stench, like 1,000 rotten corpses vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. (laughs) I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid. Flammable liquid. Napalm. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on for hours. I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been sometime in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate at my wedding in 2005. (laughs) I had five pounds of these innocent looking, delicious tasting hell bears. So I told a friend about what happened to me and thinking it had to be some type of sensitivity I had to the sugar substitute. And in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. Silly woman. All the same for her and a phone call from her while on the toilet because she kind of ended up living in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she could have would have listened. I think she was crying. Um, it, it goes on with other things. Like she, so her friend that she gave it to, her friend's sister wanted to try them, thought they were both exaggerating and took them to work where they are, there's like builders, roofers, all that stuff. So people who don't have access to a toilet, oh my God, the stories that came out of that, I'm sure are insane. But yeah, I just thought you guys would enjoy that. That was so, when I read that today, I'm pretty sure I cried too. I was laughing so hard. So what is the topic for episode 10? That would be mom shaming. We're going to talk about mom shaming and this sort of bullying type situation does not obviously only apply to moms. It applies to dads as well, but it also applies to just people. If you're a human being, you've probably been shamed. The reason there's a title, like a word for mom shaming is because it's so prevalent and it's very specific to moms. So I'm going to talk to you guys about mom shaming. I'm going to tell you ways you might be doing it either it's 
if it's on purpose or an accident or just naivety, just not knowing that the way you're wording things or asking things or the way you're conversing about something, that could be, you could be mom shaming and not even know it. It's possible. I'm pretty sure after I had Augie, I sometimes would look back on conversations with people and I think, oh my God, I wish I could go back and pause and like not say that or not ask that because I had no idea. Granted, I doubt the person, you know, I never had an issue with that, the other person I was talking to, but not okay. So yeah, you don't have to be a mom to get something out of this podcast. You're going to get some good value out of this no matter who you are. So we're going to talk about ways you might be mom shaming and then we're going to talk about why you're mom shaming, especially if it's something that you're consciously doing. There are, there are reasons that you're doing it and I might not cover the reason that you specifically are doing it if you're out there mom shaming, but it's just common things that cr- create this um, turmoil within people to feel the need to do that to other people. So buckle up. Let's go. We're going to do it. We're going to hop right in. So what exactly is mom shaming? Mom shaming is criticizing or degrading a mother for her parenting choices because they differ from the choices the shamer would make. That's mom shaming. Um, the Now, it's sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's passive, sometimes it's aggressive. Sometimes it's public, sometimes it's private. And it's just, no matter what it is, how it comes across, how it's happening, it is so annoying and frustrating. And we're going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about ways you might be mom shaming. One way that you might be mom shaming is preaching or getting um, emotional or arguing about the choice, breastfeeding or, or um, bottle feeding, not bottle feeding, breastfeeding or formula. Okay. So if you're either preaching to her about it or criticizing her about it or questioning her in an aggressive or disrespectful way and then inserting your strong opinions in it like that's just like the worst and it's so annoying and no one wants to be there for that not the one being shamed and certainly no one else in the conversation usually so yeah if if you're someone who breastfed your kids and you, you know, call negative attention to people who don't. That's mom shaming. Stop. It doesn't matter. Are their kids fed? Okay, great. That's literally all that matters. None of your business, none of your concern, and it doesn't matter. So you just need to not do that, okay? Now, it's okay to ask questions. I mean, obviously, you have that right, but just be aware of how you're asking because that's also another way you can be mom shaming is just your tone um, and even if it's not intentional, it can be taken the wrong way. And that's at the end of the day, your intention versus how it's received. If they're not coinciding or they're not equal to what, like if your intention is one thing and then it's received as another thing, no good. That's no bueno. So figure out a way to have your goal, your intention be received in the way that you're wanting it to, but also make sure that's a good positive way. You don't want your intention to be shitty. Nobody wants that. Number two, questioning her on her baby's milestones. This one is super easy to just sneak in there and be real subtle with it, but it's so clear most of the time how 
annoying you're trying to be and shaming you're trying to be at least to me when it happens to me I'm just like I see that from a mile away but like it's things like aren't you worried that he's not sitting up yet or she's not crawling yet or when when did uh so and so start to sleep through the night assuming and it's again tone because you can say ask that question in a certain way and actually want to know the answer and that's an innocent honest way and then you can ask that in a way that your your undertones are dripping with sarcasm and judgment um all babies are different okay just like all people are different and yeah there are super um broad standards for milestones and stuff like that all throughout life but when they're so young and growing so quickly I mean it's just packed with stuff it's bam 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 you know and there are people who are obsessed with that and like track their kid and and just that's all they're thinking about and they're and they're like doing these exercises to get on to the next one and kind of being proactive and then there are people like me who just if I'm concerned about something I'll ask my pediatrician because I trust her and she's never once said something I don't agree with. But if she did, if she said something and it didn't sit right with me and my intuition, I wouldn't take it as fact because I'm the mom. At the end of the day, I got to trust myself. You know, I got to go with what I'm feeling. But luckily, I haven't had that issue with her. But I'll ask her and then whatever. And she's the same as me. No one's ever been concerned between her and I with things. And it's always worked out. He walked late. He did a lot, a couple things late, actually. And he did some things early. I've never once cared or con- been concerned about it, okay? He's going to do it when he's going to do it. So that's the mom I am. I'm that mom. There are one- moms who are just so focused on that. And that's seriously, like, all they think about it seems like. And that's okay. That's totally okay. In fact, for those moms, don't. I would probably not ask the milestone questions because I feel like that's feeding the anxiety. Like if picturing a bunch of fish and you're throwing bread in and they all go crazy over it. Like that bread is the question to those types of moms about milestones. I wouldn't do it unless you have um, an hour minimum to talk about it. Because they, if you, not they, if, okay. So as a person, if you have something you're passionate about, you're gonna focus on that. So just be careful with those questions is what I'm trying to say in a complicated way. And I just need to dumb it down. So another side note, quick, real quick sidebar. I've noticed the moms who are like milestone junkies. I'll go ahead and just, we got to name it because it's a thing. So the milestone junkies, typically they're the ones who are mom shaming about milestones, which makes sense. It's because they're so focused and, and most likely insecure about certain milestones their children are at or not at. And that is projected onto others with those types of questions. So you see, I don't know, maybe you're, maybe anyone else, anyone else out there notice something like that? Not even just about milestones, but whatever the topic, the people who are so passionate about it are the ones who kind of judge the most. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Let me know if you have the same experience. Number three, commenting on her choice to work or stay home, depending on what she chooses. So like, even if you think making a statement, a personal statement about it, like, oh, I could never stay home with my kid all day. That would drive me nuts. Or I I can't, I couldn't imagine going to work. I would miss baby so-and-so, whatever the baby's name is, too much. 
Um, those are obviously fine to say because they're true for you, but just be careful with you. Just always know your audience. So the person you're talking to, get you know, get to know that vibe that's going on and see where they're at with it. Because if they're fresh in it, like they want to work but they can't because of health issues, don't you got to be aware of their situation so that you're not just saying stupid stuff that's hurtful even if it's not on purpose or meant to be hurtful just pay attention to their situation and what's going on for them before you a ask questions but b make comments about their answer or your situation it's just like a courtesy type thing and like how i was mentioning they might have a health issue and have to stay home that was me i only planned on taking three months off and I ended up staying home for just over six months because I had to. And when I did go back to work, it was oh, very, very trying physically and mentally and all of that. But it was quite an adjustment. And I didn't even feel healthy health-wise, like my normal self, strictly health speaking. For, I want to say it was around 18 months, I started to feel a little bit more normal. Nobody told me that. That's a lot. So just keep in mind that even if their baby is nine months or 10 months or even a year old, you have no idea where they're at mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that with having had a baby because even those people who seem like they bounce back, science shows that your body physically takes 18 months minimum to completely heal to where it's even safe to start to try for another baby. So take another baby out of the mix and just think about that. 18 months until your body is cap- healed and capable of moving on from the, they call it trauma of birth, which is crazy. Cause, but it is traumatic. It's just, it's a wild concept. So it's trippy. But yeah, so just be careful with that, you know, because some people are staying home and they don't want to. Some people are working and they don't want to. It You just never know. And it's just good to be cognizant of that and aware that your comment if you're about to make one it could have a bad impact a negative impact on them and you might not have even meant to do it and you might not even know they might be you know game face you know act like it's okay and then cry for five minutes after they leave your presence I mean you just gotta think about those things think about your questions and comments and that being said real quick I also want to say I don't like I was nervous to talk about this because I feel like people are so quick to point out like why would you ask me that why would you say this and it gets especially with women and with pregnancy and it gets to the point where people including other women are afraid to connect with others because they're afraid to ask questions or afraid to have um, a conversation about something because of something they might say so it's like a super thin line and a balance we have to keep to where we need to be aware of these things and like conscious of it but also we're human and don't take everything so personally maybe even if it's meant to be personal try a little trick where you just don't let it get past you you literally don't let it get past you you don't take it personally at all you have to be conscious while you're doing that because it's not something that happens naturally but it's so fascinating try it once Please, I'm begging you. You're going to love it. Try it once and then just see you truly do have all the power. But you just got to be 
able to um, understand that sometimes people aren't trying to be rude and even if they are let it go who even cares honestly that says more about them than you and those are the times when you it's like if you're able to do that and not let it through you can be way more impactful and helpful to them than you could if you took it personally because when you take it personally two people are possibly damaged when you don't take it personally you have the opportunity to help them so then two people win you know it's it's pretty cool it's fun number four correcting how she parents her baby so this is pretty broad this covers a lot of stuff um kind of like i'm trying to think like something that comes to mind is rice cereal so like some people swear by that and start giving their kids rice cereal like super early some don't and like if you're thinking if you are talking to a mom let's just do this scenario you're talking to a mom and she's either getting a bottle ready and putting rice in it or she mentions that she's doing that and you start to talk about the latest studies that are showing that it's not healthy that it's not beneficial and that it doesn't do anything good like I feel like I do that a lot because I love science and I'm always researching stuff. So I know a lot of times I have to really be aware of that because it can come across as just so annoying and rude and know-it-all-y and that's not, none of those are my intentions. So I've gotten really a lot better at it. Um, Now I, I like try this, like do what I do and look for an opening to ease into that if it's there and if it's where the conversation is going or wants to go. Otherwise, just be proud that you know that find someone like-minded so that you can talk about that with because like when I do it it's not to sound right or to be like you're wrong this is right or to correct anything feed your kid rice I don't care it's not my kid and I, I just don't care it's because the reason I do it is because I like to share my knowledge I like to share if I know something about if I know something extra about the topic we're talking about I want to share it because to me it's like a nice thing to do and it's it's just a natural thing for me but that's not it can be taken a, totally the wrong way so that's what I'm saying fine if you want to have those conversations fine find somebody hey if you're like that and want to have them find me I'll I will talk science with you all day just keep that kind of stuff on the back burner until you know if that's where the conversation's going or if that person is like you and would appreciate that um, and also if you're going to do that and you're starting the whole debate topic, you know, which is pretty much everything, be okay with other points of view. Okay. And, and you don't have to argue about it. Just say, oh, that's interesting. I've actually heard this or I've seen this. And then just, you can have a conversation that way, but those are slippery slopes so be careful if that's if you're getting into that kind of conversation definitely be on your toes for that (laughs) because it can be really heated and it can be over some seriously stupid stuff and you'll look back and be you'll regret it and no one else around wants to hear that it's very uncomfortable have you ever been in that situation where people are talking about something and it's starting to get heated and personal even though it's the topics are not personal and, and it's like when people have no ability to have their beliefs and their firm, you know, standards and foundation of what they believe in their decisions, 
and they can't allow other people to have the same if it's different from theirs. That's insanity. That's so dumb to me. I, I will never understand that. Some of my best friends are literally the opposite of what I am and what I do and believe what I, and they believe the opposite of what I believe. Who cares? So if you're unable to not care, just walk away from that conversation entirely. You're welcome ahead of, ahead of time because that will save you so much. Number five is just an addition to number four. It is pushing your values and choices on her. So basically everything I just said for number four is also number five. Like maybe you and your partner have decided that you are only going to do, I don't even know, let me think, coconut milk. Say you're doing, doing coconut milk or almond milk. That's what we do. And then you, you're with another mom or talking about their baby and how they give their baby regular milk. milk. Don't, okay, fine, who cares? Don't be like, oh, you know, actually study show or like I said before, don't push what you believe onto other people unless they're asking for your opinion or unless they're asking for your knowledge or unless they're asking for your insight or your, you know, view on it. Other than that, don't, it doesn't matter. Let them be them. You do you, they'll do them and the world will be a better place and much happier because that's just, you can't do it. It's just so annoying and so rude and you'll, you will quickly find yourself out of friends because that's something mom or not is just so frustrating and it does not create a very friendly atmosphere there's not much growth that can happen there especially if it just keeps on happening so don't do that okay even if it's something you feel strongly about that's great feel strongly about it for you and your family you don't have to push that on other people okay they are adults they can make their own decisions and they have that right let it go Number six, my probably my favorite one, portraying the perfect life on Instagram. I'm going to elaborate and say Facebook, Twitter, social media, okay? This one's tricky because we're all guilty of that. Not even just as moms, as people. We want to be perceived as perfect. We want to be viewed as perfect. We want to look like we've got our shit together. We want to look like a role we want to be role models almost like inspirational for people and that's fine you can do that and be that and be real in fact those types of people are the type i gravitate to the ones that show their messy house their kid not behaving or whatever you know just the real real life those types so i'm not saying that you have to constantly post the raw pictures and the raw you know whatever's happening, commenting on things, whatever, like statuses, whatever. You don't have to do that all the time, but also don't do the perfect ones all the time. Do a good combo, but just show like that you're a real person because it's, it just, what it does is it's kind of like the last episode when I was talking about the wedding thing with phones and people are looking around like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. So I'll just keep doing it too. That's just perpetuating the problem. It's just keeping it going. So we've got these, we've got severe issues right now as a society about trying to be perfect and having it all and doing it all and looking good while doing it and just having the perfect house and the perfect kid. It doesn't even exist, okay? It doesn't. And you wouldn't know that going on Instagram or Facebook because that's what we're, and we still do it. That's what we are, our goal is to make it look like that. 
it's because you have so much control on it. But just let some of that go. Let some of those messy um, shots out there. Make a comment about what your kid said that you know that you know is relatable because other people will see that and grab onto it like a lifeline. Like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, I didn't know that was that you ever had to deal with that, or I didn't know your kid was into like had temper tantrums all the time. I mean, they all do, but sometimes you would not even believe. There are people I know. I'm not obviously going to name names, but when I see them and their kids, it's just like it's even in real life sometimes it's unnerving because it's like staged does that make sense so i don't know maybe just be a little bit more real because that's again super relatable and it just is an opening for other people to let go a little bit and if we all do that think about it if we all are more authentic and real and allow more openings and more openings. Think of how many people are going to be affected by that in a good way. A lot. A lot of people. People who don't feel like they have any friends or anyone who's like them. And that they're so alone. And they'd see that. And that could really change their day. So maybe everyone. Challenge time. Everyone do that this week. Post one. Either status update. Tweet. Or photo. Whatever your choice Snapchat, I don't care. Whatever your favorite method, your go-to social media, or all of them, even better, post something that is real and something that you normally wouldn't or something that you that people mostly try to hide or keep in the background. Do that at least one time this week. And then let me know about it because I'll go see it and I'll like it and I'll comment on it because I love that. And I might even share it. And I'll do the same. Don't you worry. I will do the same. Perfect timing for number seven, which is judging Pinterest moms. Now, that could be actual Pinterest moms, but I'm t- this is talking about the moms that ha- do have it all together. That, well, not because no one does, but you know what I mean. That are always like very well put together and very well in control of things and, and always on top of shit and actually remembers appointments or remembers to text you back or basically the opposite of me. And I mean this in, in a, I'm not putting myself down because I love who I am. I've embraced myself as a mom. It's, it's just, you got to. But embrace the other ones too. The ones who have like crazy birthday parties where everything is just so perfect. Like invitation, basically like weddings. Like so detailed and so mega and upscale and Pinterest perfect, if you will. Perfect makeup. Um, the her kids are always clean and wearing like new outfits and and uh, nice stuff and color coordinated. And and the moms who get pictures done like around like on time or in certain increments. Okay. I don't understand how you do it, but good for you, truly. Um, I just hope as long as you're not being fake or like trying so hard to be that way, if that's really who you are, do it. I am. I will embrace you, and we all need to embrace her too, okay? It's like so easy to judge those types of people because most likely we're jealous. If you're judging somebody like that, you're probably jealous. And there are times when I've done it. I've showed up to a birthday party, and I'm literally like, 
about to pass out. And Augie's wearing, I don't even know what, it's something I would never put on him, but I don't have the energy to fight it. Something like that. We're late. The dog just had an accident in the house or something. I don't even know. All I know is I'm sweating. I can't even think straight and I'm just trying to get through the day. And then it's hard when other moms are just like so on time and perfect and just like seem like they have no struggles. I That's when I find myself like, oh, okay. Like the saying, Karen, okay, Karen, whatever. It's not it's not my prettiest moments. And I, I catch it right away and I'm like, that's not fair. Because here I am like embracing my mess totally I want to embrace the Pinterest moms too I want to embrace those who are like literally popped out of Pinterest it's like your whole life looking at these types of people it's like Pinterest boards because it's so perfect and that's fine um it's just very easy to judge that type of person because of jealousy so watch that and instead of judging them or gossiping behind their back or making fun of certain things I don't even know what just embrace her and embrace yourself. Ugh, number eight, commenting on other mom's bodies. Where do I start? So many words went out. I don't know where to start. Oh, I feel like I've been talking forever and my throat is seriously feels like it's raw, but I got to keep on talking, especially with this one, because this one is crazy prevalent. So have you ever heard someone say something like, she's already lost her baby weight? Or she must be working out like crazy. Or I don't even think that she, there's no way she's working out. She still hasn't lost that baby weight. First of all, no. I mean, in so many, I can say this in so many ways, but just ba- straight up, no. Shut up. Shut up. And guess what? This this one, though, is like the worst. Do not be talking about anybody's body man or woman, mom or not, dad or not. I don't care. You should not be commenting on another person's body. That in itself is just weird and gross. Go away. Don't do that. You go away. Stay home or don't. If you come out and try that around me, just go away. I don't want to hear it. And you're not going to get me to say anything. Not on that. Nope because that's so rude and weird and unnatural like what why would I be talking about somebody else's body that is just so strange to me let it go do not ever 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 comment on another person's body since we're talking about moms I'm gonna just specify on another mom's postpartum body before baby body body in general don't talk about another person's body it's weird go home don't do it Deep breaths, Britt, because I, I keep forgetting. I've read through these, obviously, but I keep forgetting how, how much they annoy me until I read it. And then I'm like, I just want to leave, you guys. I just want to shut the computer down, walk out, be done. I can't. But I got to. Okay, so I just got to keep on trucking. Number nine, questioning her birth choice. Again, go home. Just turn around now. Turn the car around. Go home. Sorry, you're wasting an outfit, but get your ass home. We don't, I don't want you. I do not want you around me. This, along with everything else, is like strong personal beliefs, scientific studies, whatever the case, doesn't matter how another woman delivers her baby has literally zero things to do with you. There's not a single thing that has to do with you. So 
You don't have a say. You don't have, you don't get to say anything. You have no right. It's not for you. Okay. So just don't. If they want to have birth at home in a, in a tub, cool. You don't, you don't get to say anything about it. If they had all the drugs, they wanted all of them. Okay. Again, not anything to do with you. So your mouth should not be opening to say anything. If they scheduled it and had a C-section, which is very common. Okay, cool. Again, nothing to do with you. So no right. You have no say, no right. Just don't even open your mouth. Just don't even go there. Turn that car around, around, go home. You just, you have no right. Don't do it. This one is not even like a be careful about saying it this way. No, just don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you. In all ways possible, there's nothing about it that has to do with you ever. Ever. So just don't say it, okay? Did I get that through? Do I need to repeat myself? Please don't make me do it because I am seriously going to lose my voice. Do not do it. Oh my gosh, we're going to end it with a bang for number 10. Just going to go all out for this one. Criticizing how she spends her free time. Don't you even dare. I am, that now it's getting personal. <laughs> Can you tell? This one, no. Don't you dare. Don't, I don't give a fuck about efficiency. Okay, here, for example, my husband is efficiency a freak about it he can't it's not even it's a natural thing for him he I don't think he can actually help it at this point he is just how can I be most efficient all the time his that's how his brain works which is fine it's actually helped me out a lot I'm actually a much more efficient person thanks to him and I'm appreciative of that but guess what I'm also not 24 7 like him because I'm me and that's just not who I am do not ever question or criticize how I spend my free time. Don't do it. Don't you dare. Telling you right now, you are not, this is not going to end well for you if you try that. It doesn't matter. Like when you're hearing people say, oh, she's always going to the gym or she, I, she never is with her baby or she would rather be like, she would rather be away from her baby all day until bedtime. Or how can you send your kid to daycare just so you can do this or that or if you're sick if you stay home from work you still send him to daycare stop who who are you first of all who are you again i'm sorry did you shoot okay i don't remember this but god maybe okay tell me how it happened how did you deliver my baby is this your son is this your kid no so shut up you do you however you spend your free time go do it go be efficient go be super efficient and on top of that stuff. Okay, that's fine. Or go be lazy. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Don't care what I do, okay? Return the favor, please. Who cares? I feel like within that is self-care, which a lot of moms struggle with. Like they literally don't, I don't think some people under even understand what that is. And I can't go there right now because I am a self-care freak. I love it. I will promote that every day every day um but within that self-care looks different for everyone just like motherhood looks different for everyone just like everyone is different from everyone i mean basic stuff people this is seriously basic take everything you know and everything you think you know and strip it down to the basics and that's what we're talking about here 
common sense, basic stuff, treating people with respect. And it's like the the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others like you want to be treated. Don't treat others a certain way if you don't want to be treated that way. It's so simple. It really is. It all comes back to that. Okay? So don't do that. Don't do it. However she spends her free time, you you don't get a feeling. You don't get a right. You don't have any feelings about it. Okay? You might think you do, but it's something going on with you because how someone else spends their free time has no impact on you. Unless they're supposed, unless you're working with somebody and they're slacking or not getting stuff done, that's different. Free time, I'm talking about free time. Free time is free time and it's free. It's got the word free in it, okay? That time is free. You stop it. Just stop. You don't, don't do that, please. Okay? Some of these are very, some of the ones I talked about earlier are like, you can do it with certain people or not. This is across the board. You don't get to say anything about how people spend their time. Don't worry about it. If you're worried about it, then you've got too much free time probably. Okay? And that while that's free time, you're not free to judge somebody else's spending of their free time. You don't, you're not free for that ever. Okay? Thanks. So now that we've talked about ways you might be mom shaming, let's talk about why you might be mom shaming. So if you're out there mom shaming, why are you doing it? Okay, which again, lots of jealousy, insecurities, whatever. It's usually a reflection of what you're, what's wrong with you or what you're insecure about. So it's just crazy being a parent. Like being a person is hard, okay? But ever since I've had Augie, I've noticed that it's, this is real, People are just so judgmental and just, no matter what you do, there's a war out there about hundreds of, there's, you could do one thing and then another thing, but no matter what it is that you're doing, for each thing, there are hundreds out there ready to come at you and attack as if it's a personal declaration on them, to them, or something that you're doing to them or their character. It's wild. It's mind-blowing. I don't understand it. But it's so prevalent. It's so common, which means there's, it's just, there's something there, you know? So, why are you doing it? Why are we being so horrible to other people and so judgmental? And why are we so mean? Number one, you're bored. You're bored. It, it's, as a human, there are routines. We've all got routines to get through the day. And, and those routines vary sometimes, like weekend routines versus weekday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, everyone's got their different routines and then sections of routines. It You could have a crazy busy day, but it's so routine that you don't even have to think but for maybe 30 minutes of it. You're bored. And so you're just reacting and taking it out on other people which tells me that you're probably very bright and you probably have a very active brain and your brain is like, hey, feed me, work me, give me some exercise, use me. And it's for some reason within your day, not getting used to its full capacity. So you're just looking for stuff and there you go. Mom shaming gives you something to do. Uh, Another reason could be you're angry you might be angry. You might have nobody else to vent to. 
You might have no other friends to talk with or work it out with. Um, you might be staying at home with your kids all day. And so like, who are you talking to? You just have kids all day. Or you might be at work, but mad because you can't be at home. Whatever the situation or whatever the reason, you're angry. So you're angry about what's going on in your life and you're going to project that onto other people in ways of mom shaming. Or you're jealous. You're jealous when you, like, the. I'm thinking of like a body one, the um, talking about other women's bodies. A mom who just had a baby and is in a two-piece. You're, you're jealous. So you talk crap about her, like, who wears that kind of swimsuit or blah, 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 or whatever. Or let's say she's got her nails and her toes painted. Who has time for that? She must not blah, 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 be with her kids or who, fill in the blanks. They're, fill them in. It's, there's so many of them. Stuff like that. You're jealous. You want to, you probably want to look like that or you want to have time for your nails. And it's not her fault, but you're going to take it out on her because that's right there in front of you. So you're, your mom shaming because of your jealousy. Or you're overwhelmed. Um, you've got so much to do. You've got to get yourself, like every morning, you got to get out of the house. Everyone's got to get dressed. Everyone's got to get their stuff together, dishes, food, cooking. I mean, it literally never ends. So when you're overwhelmed, I feel like it could be a mixture of anger and jealousy as well, like for moms who have help or moms who, let's see, moms who have help, or have help or moms who don't have to have certain things done like you do like they have an easier schedule or it's just something like that or they have less to do it doesn't matter at the end of the day it all shows the same when you're overwhelmed that could be a reason why you're mom shaming if you're out there mom shaming or you're exhausted which is hey overwhelmed and exhausted pretty much the same thing you just you're tired and I feel like when I'm tired I get a little snippy so you know I could see how a lot of people who are mom shaming they they could be exhausted and they're just it's just like um like a little kid who's so tired and they're just yelling or temper tantrums it's like that but adult form and it shows up in mom shaming or you're not sure of your identity so many words went out. Um, so this is one of the about unending millions of things that as a new mom, when you, when I had Augie, I was just like so many things that they didn't tell me. Like I could fill a book with things and I'm, that's what I'm going to name it. Things they didn't tell me. There are so many for this, for having a kid. So many, I can't, it is mind blowing. And one of those things is that your identity is so, it's just so different. And it takes a long time to get back to the new identity. It's not even a new identity. It's just like an upgraded one because you just had a child. I mean, there's so much. Think about it. You grew a human being inside of you and you delivered. That baby is now out into the world. Okay, separate from you. Like you brought in another life. And, and you carried that and your body's changed and then there's a whole experience of childbirth and whatever happens with that and then after and just it all happens so quickly and at the same time it takes forever if that makes sense. If you're a mom, I know it makes sense. 
um, you're just turned upside down and you have no idea which way's up and you just have to find your way back to you. And when you're not sure of your identity, oh, that is so easy to shame other people because you're, even if it's the type that's more passive and not intentional because you're, you're, you're feeling things out. You're, you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to get back to you, even though it's a different you, you got to get back to yourself. And it's, it's a time of confusion and lots of confusion, but lots of questions, which is not ideal to be confused and have all these questions and you need answers and you just, you're grasping for anything and you're just, you have no idea who you are anymore. And that can really just open the gates to mom shaming or you're dying to be recognized. Another huge one. You are doing the work. You are doing the hardest work and you're doing it like a the badass you are. Okay. And you want recognition and if you're not, especially if you're not getting it from your friends and family, like, I can't even think of something. I'm trying to think like when you're, ba- when you're trying to get your baby to sleep through the night and you're doing one of those things instead of just like waking up whenever they wake up. Again, n- not saying one way is better. I'm just using an example. And the baby finally sleeps through the night. You're, you want to be seen for that because it's part baby, part you. So my feeling on this is specifically talking about sleeping at night. It is a science and it is necessary. This is my household, okay? I knew before I was even pregnant, before I even, before we were even talking about kids, I knew that if I had a kid or kids, they would be not trained, but they would be, they would sleep through the night. I was going to make that, I was going to cultivate that. And I did. And Yes, Augie does like to sleep, but a part of that is because of how I did that. So I get frustrated sometimes because I feel like it it's super easy to brag about. Like JC will say something like, oh yeah, but he loves sleep or he slept through the night at this age. Like, dude, yeah, he did because I, I worked for that. We both did. Augie and I worked for that. Like that was, that was work. It was work I was going to do anyways, but I just sometimes it's like, I want to be seen for that. Like, pat me on the back. I did a good job. So like that, when you, when you're wanting recognition and you're not getting it, you can project that onto other people by pointing out all the things that you think they're doing wrong. Keyword you think. So that doesn't mean they're doing it wrong, but whatever you think they're doing wrong, you're going to call, you're going to shine that light on it because no one's giving you the recognition that you need or crave. That's a huge one. I see that all the time. But I mean, at the end of the day, we are moms. We are super women. Seriously, we are. Women in general are amazing. Duh. But moms, I mean, it like, are we even human? Seriously, do you guys ever wonder? Like, are we human? Were we chosen? Or are we like some sort of form of alien? Like, the highest form of species because seriously we're amazing instead of pointing each other pointing to each other and calling each other out and questioning each other and degrading each other and criticizing each other and just being mean 
let's band together and support each other, regardless of opinion or viewpoint or personal belief, regardless of experience, regardless of similarities or differences. If we do that, I we're done. It's done. We're unstoppable. We're already unstoppable. If we band together, it, we can, there's nothing we can't do. So think about that. Let that soak in. And just this week and from here on, be more aware with your conversations with other people in general. But specifically, since we're talking about moms and mom shaming, focus on that stuff. But also let it bleed into other areas of your life with everyone. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear um, times you were mom shamed. I want to hear times that you were mom shaming others, whether you were doing it on purpose or unintentionally. Or, and if it was unintentional, like I want to hear your stories about when you looked back and realized like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. I want to hear all of it. I want to hear your advice too for dealing with mom shaming and all of the stuff I talked about, how you might be doing it um, and why you might be doing it. I want to hear your input. If you've got info for me, send it to me. I want to hear it. I want to hear it from you guys, okay? If you're ready to tune out from your world for a little bit, tune into mine where you can be sure to find yourself learning, laughing, and letting go of all the things that don't serve you. Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. Emails can be sent to earthtobrit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. One more thing. If you haven't subscribed yet, please take a minute and do that right now. And while you're at it, leave a review on iTunes. I know, there are like a hundred things you could do and still not be caught up with all the shit that's thrown your way in a day. But should you find yourself with, I don't know, three minutes to yourself and you're on your phone or computer, pop onto iTunes and share the love. Just a sentence, that's all it takes. Feel free to share more if you're inclined to do so, but just a sentence will make me the happiest girl. Thank you for that and for the five-star review. Bye, guys. That's a wrap. Peace out.